For Sunday, February 28th, 2021, not one of them fancy leap years, so this will be the end of February. Sorry that it'll probably be March 1st before you listen to this, as I was out without editing time this particular Sunday. We are, of course, here to talk about this most recent week's episode of AEW Dynamite. I am Lee, and I am about to crack into a mango uh, monster. I, I'm back on the energy drinks big time. Don't do energy drinks, kids, but if you're going to do them, uh, I have suggestions. I've been thinking of doing a, uh, a Sultans of Snack, like a snack time segment, as uh, we're always uh, talking about drinking energy drinks and snacks before hitting record on this podcast and public beta podcast, but I digress. Let's get down to business. Uh, cereal. Out of, out of control. Everybody's like rolling out there crazy, like any, and nothing is hitting the, the cutting room floor, so to speak. They're just rolling it out to the grocery store. See what, see what works. So there's Timbits cereal now, and now there's like coffee Timbits cereal. There's a, a subversion of like every sugary cereal you can think of out there. There's like Honey Lucky Charms. Things are, are madness. I digress once more. Paul White announces that he will be joining. Uh, AEW, he will be an announcer for uh, their new show, AEW Dark Elevation, I believe it is called, with Tony Schiavone. And he, uh, Paul White, will also appear on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, I'm expecting an angle with Shaq in that match. Uh, I don't think that was something that was at all planned uh, before maybe this, this the previous couple weeks, but that was definitely something that's been rumored in WWE uh, f- for forever for Big Show. And uh, it would be cool if they, they teased that here. They don't have to fucking deliver it on at all, but uh, it would be cool if they teased that here. As far as I know, Paul White will still be wrestling in some capacity. Uh, so another another big get for AEW, just having that guy in the uh, in the locker room. And and to be honest, one of the more surprising uh, people to jump, uh, not, not that Big Show is in the twilight of his career, but kind of what was left for Big Show other than two or three more years. Uh, I, I don't know how often he'd be wrestling and then a Hall of Fame induction. Now, uh, what's waiting for Big Show? I don't know the whole story. I don't, I don't want to fill Big Show's giant mouth uh, with with rumors and whatnot of uh, of why he uh, he jump shipped on WWE and stuff. Like that. I've heard a lot. It had a lot to do with uh, respect and the Legends Night and how this man is is being treated here. Uh, but I digress. Uh, Big Show's got some clout right now. He's um, he's got that Netflix show, uh, which which seemingly was just like it's a family uh, sitcom. But the dad's real big, uh, and is also literally the Big Show. He is he is playing Paul White in that uh, in that show. So that's interesting. Also, now Big Show could be on the Big Show show. As well as the Go Big Show with Cody, should he uh, get the with Snoop Dogg and Cody there if he gets the invitation. So the the uh, possibilities are endless, practically. AW Dynamite Wednesday, February twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. Tony Schiavone takes over to hype the Revolution pay per view as John Moxley stalks his way to the ring. Hollywood Hunk Ryan Nemeth uh, is his opponent. Nemeth gets a cut. Uh, gets to cut a pre-recorded promo here that I mostly ignored. Moxley shrugs off an attack from Nemeth, strikes him, and sends him to the mat. Mox pauses briefly before grabbing Nemeth's head and brutalizing him with forearms. Excalibur rounds out the announced team tonight as usual. Uh, Nemeth 
With a burst of offense, uh, Moxley answers with a backdrop suplex. Uh, Moxley cuts off another comeback attempt by Nemeth with a clothesline in the corner. Double foot dropkick from Moxley to Nemeth. Moxley springs up, attempting a submission. Drops Nemeth with a paradigm shift instead. One, two, three. Referee Aubrey Edwards lifts uh, John Moxley's arm. Uh, Moxley sets up a folding chair and sits on it in reverse. That's how you know he's cool. Uh, from the moment he woke up without the AEW Championship, he starts... Uh, he knew that he would do anything to get it back. He provides examples. Uh, he knows exactly what he has to do. Uh, what images come to your mind when you hear the words? Exploding. Barbed wire. Deathmatch. Fire. Blood. Burns. Torture. Agony. Vintage Japanese wrestling magazines. I'm addicted to this. To being in the ring. Being close to the flame. Addicted to the feeling of coming out here. All the blood, sweat, and tears from the bottom of my soul. This man can't get enough. The idea of uh, exploding barbed wire deathmatch, he can't resist it. Even if it's a trap. You aren't the first uh, in the line of sad guys that have tried to take me out. Everybody in this building, everybody who's watching at home, goes on to name everyone on the earth. Uh, when it's all said and done, no, I gave you everything I had. If it does end at Revolution, live on pay-per-view, in an exploding barbed wire deathmatch, that feeling I can't get enough of seems like the perfect way, a hell of a way, to go out. What an absolute babyface this man is. Wow, JR and Excalibur say at the same time. Sunday, March 7th, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in said exploding uh, barbed wire deathmatch. For the AW Championship, we get a video recap of Kenny and John's story so far. Tonight's card your main event, Ray Phoenix versus uh, Lance Archer with Jake Roberts. The winner will fa uh, be, the f be part of the Face of the Revolution uh, ladder match qualifier. So they've already announced Penta L0M, they've announced Cody, and they've announced. Uh, uh, Scorpio Sky for that ladder match and then they're having some qualifiers so the first of which is this uh, either Phoenix or Archer will join that lineup for the ladder match Phoenix and Archer are interviewed backstage Cody Scorpio Sky Penta already confirmed as I said uh, Lance Archer comments on their teamwork in previous weeks says there's no chance Phoenix takes him down however Ray Phoenix says something in Spanish that Archer is uh, in fact the worst partner he's ever had Archer takes offense to this and they brawl a bit Dr. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose the semi-final of the women's tournament will also take place tonight Jake Hagar versus Brandon Cutler uh, Hangman versus Isaiah Cassidy also to follow Video recap of Sting attacking Team Taz and taking a powerbomb last week on Dynamite. Uh, this was hours earlier IRL as this Dynamite was recorded right after last week. So keep in mind everything you see from Sting on this show happened hours after he took a powerbomb. Ricky Starks and Cage versus Varsity Blondes is up next. But first, earlier today, uh, cameras were on scene with the Young Bucks escorting their parents backstage. They pause to take a picture in front of a production truck with the Bucks' faces on it. Papa Buck poses with his boys, repeating, I'm so proud of you, over and over. The Varsity Blondes, consisting of Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., enter. Ricky Starks and Brian Cage enter second. Taz makes his way to the announce desk, as he does. Starks and Pillman lock it up to start this one off. Taz and the announce team talk about the upcoming street fight and Sting's condition after last week. The Varsity Bonds, Blondes, Bonds, Varsity Blondes, uh, gain the advantage on a cocky Starks early on. Pillman with a dropkick through the ropes to the outside. Pillman is grabbed and powerbombed into the ring post right next to the steel steps by Brian Cage. Cage is tagged in and continues to tee off on Pillman. Starks tagged back in, this time a bit more focused. Snap suplex, tag made back to Cage. Cage places Pillman in the corner, spears him, pump kick, Cage hot dogs a moment, whips Pillman into the corner, who reverse leapfrogs Cage for a pin attempt. Cage does a few reps while holding Pillman at chest level. Tag made back to Starks, missile dropkick, one, two, and a near fall. Frequent tags, Pillman reaches weakly for a tag. Starks decks Garrison, uh, but 
But Pillman, with time to recover, is able to dodge Stark's uh, attack and get the tag to Garrison, who runs wild for a time. Double team maneuver on Stark's uh, dropkick powerbomb. Stark's kicks out at two. A spear and discus clothesline from in the other direction. Pillman hit with a drill claw, and he is pinned one, two, three. Taz puts over his boys, but then the lights go out. A black and white video plays a car driven by what we assume to be Sting, drags a body bag through the desert, the same body bag uh, that we were to understand. Darby Allen was pulled through a parking lot in last week on Dynamite by Team Taz. Darby Allen emerges with a smile on his face from this uh, body bag. It begins to snow. It's Sting! Screams Tony. Sting drags uh, a body bag onto the ramp. He opens it to reveal a motionless hook. Taz's son. Taz runs to his son's aid. Uh, Sting points to the rafters where Darby Allen can be seen ziplining into the ring. Sting and Darby clean house on Starks and Cage. Darby flies over the top rope and uh, punishes Starks with punches. Sting works over Cage in the corner. Sting is nearly 62 years old. I believe this month he turned 62. Looks incredible here. Stinger splash in the corner. Scorpion death drop. Uh, Cage bumps like an absolute champ here for the legend Sting. Darby and Sting stand tall in the ring. Taz and Hook on the ramp look on powerless. I was figuring Taz would would get in the mix here, uh, seeing as his son was attacked and left limp. But, but Hook ended up being okay. He was just temporarily uh, unconscious in this body bag or whatever. Mm. Sting looks incredible. Uh, Sting looks absolutely... Like, this man's career was over. He, he, had, he had the neck issues like I guess everybody else has that has now made a comeback. Daniel Bryan... Edge, hell, I wouldn't be surprised if we, we hear p back from Paige at some point. Only Paige uh, got that kickstart on her career having having started uh, so early that, you know, nothing's out of uh, the realm of possibility now, uh, which is nice. Something to believe in. Uh, I just hope that these people aren't doing damage to themselves now that they will really, really regret in the short term. Uh, but Sting looked absolutely incredible here. So if... if if nothing else, uh, this man has made a... Uh, I have a reputation of Sting now in his twilight that I didn't have seeing him on WWE getting injured by Seth Rollins with a buckle bomb. Back from commercial, Tony Schiavone is hanging out with Miro, Kip, and Penelope. Presents them with an invitation from Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor to fight them at Revolution. Please reply with yes, no, or maybe. Miro says Chuck needs to come back under his wing so that Miro can make him a man. Don't act like a child. Miro chews up the note and spits it back at Tony Schiavone. Eh... I really like Miro slash Rusev. I, li I like him as a, a personality. I like him as a wrestler. Uh, I, I think the key with him is is he's done, he's certainly done more talking than he has wrestling. I think that's the problem. Brandon Cutler shows up looking like a uh, sick creator wrestler with a dragon mask on and everything. This guy even gets pyro in his intro. Brandon Cutler, you're looking, you're looking badass. You look, you look like a badass create a character that someone has spent a lot of time on and I'm saying that as a compliment because I don't know a whole lot else about you Jake Hagar is his opponent tonight Excalibur notes he hopes Cutler's plan isn't to stand and trade shots with Hagar as this match begins a wheelbarrow German suplex shuts down Cutler's offense another deadless suplex Cutler is down he crawls for the solace of the ropes in the corner Hagar with some body blows massive boot to the face of Cutler and agile Cutler gets one more burst of offense climaxing in a pair of topes to a dazed Hagar outside the ring Cutler off the top rope is caught and planted by the massive Hagar Big's clo big clothesline for good measure and Hagar pins Cutler one, two, three in this enhancement match. Uh, Santana Ortiz and Wardlow appear after the match to beat the shit out of Cutler just because. The Young Bucks, well, I guess not just because, they wanted to call the Young Bucks up. The Young Bucks rush to the ring and superkick the inner circle to smithereens. Matt Jackson's on the mic. No need to wait for revolution. Get your stupid asses to the ring right now. Crowd loves this. 
the Judas MJF mashup is heard, but no Jericho and MJF. They appear on the big screen. They say they found someone wandering backstage. Does he belong to you? A bloodied Papa Buck is revealed behind the two men. Jericho and MJF take turns slamming his bo- uh, bloody face into the trailer, bearing his son's faces. See you at Revolution, they taunt. Come pick up your trash. They hit the Bucks pose and escape before the Jacksons can retaliate. Uh, Nick holds bleeding Papa Buck. Matt chases the Inner Circle's limo uh, SUV with no success. Uh, this was great. Uh, ha- like, I like the Bucks as, as like, kind of hapless faces in this case. Cutting Don Callis and cutting the Good Brothers and that angle out of this now. And just focusing on it's Jericho and MGF versus Bucks. Uh, I think is the way to go. Uh, immediately, when when they're focusing on booking something with Jericho and MJF, immediately, at, as short as this angle was, it was perfect. And the, I don't know who's pulling the strings with the overall storyline of Omega, Callus, Good Brothers, and Bucks. I assume it is, in fact, Callus, Omega, and the Bucks. Uh, but that shit is, they're making it more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, trying to do what what seems like, and the same thing with the Miro, Kip, Penelope, and 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 best friends thing is like there seems to be some in jokes. Um, it's not translating into exciting, entertaining pro wrestling backstage segments uh, like this like this was, as as brief as this was. Uh, after a commercial break, we see an ambulance has picked Papa Buck from the pavement and are headed to the hospital with him. Next week, Shaq and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet cut to a video recap of how we got. Here, complete with backstage interjections from Excalibur, Jade Cargill herself, JR Red Velvet, and Tony Schiavone. Does Paul White get involved with this match? Come on. Shaq vs. Big Show is a fabled match. Let's do it. Uh, JR thinks that Shaq and Jade have a good chance here. That's uh, he's, putting, he's putting it out there. Matt Hardy accompanies his client Isaiah Cassidy to the ring. TH2 tags along as well. Uh, we get a recap of last week where Hangman and Hardy agreed to a money match at Revolution. Before Hangman has... Uh, for Hangman was jumped by Isaiah Cassidy, who was in a Jacksonville Jaguars mascot costume. Hangman cowboys his way to the ring, and before we hear a bell, these men are throwing hands. Hangman stomps Isaiah into the corner and aggressively removes his little frilly cowboy vest. Hangman catches and tosses Isaiah across the ring, Hangman reversing most everything Isaiah Cassidy tries to throw at him. Drawing at Matt Hardy in between, of course. Hangman clubs Isaiah with a clothesline over the barricade on the face side of the ring. TH2 distracts referee Aubrey Edwards. Isaiah quickly dashes into the ring. Matt Hardy grabbing a chasing Hangman's legs and pulling him from the apron. Hardy tosses Hangman into the ring post. Dark Order, Silver, and Reynolds on the ramp let Aubrey know what she has missed. Matt Hardy is quickly ejected from ringside. Back in the ring now, Isaiah Cassidy is fishing for a submission finish on Hangman. We're in picture in picture. Isaiah cuts Hangman off as he attempts a tope before doing a weird-ass drop over the ropes and uh, onto Hangman, near fallen Hangman. These men play around with the top rope. Hangman falls off the apron. Silver and Reynolds cheer him on. Hangman hits a double, a uh, big boot, rather, just one, on Isaiah. Uh, begins the buckshot, begins the buckshot lariat, sets up for the buckshot lariat. Isaiah uh, cuts him off and runs the ropes directly into the buckshot lariat. So at one point he... He had scouted the Lariat, and he knew it was coming. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to do my thing, where I run away from my opponent instead of uh, capitalizing right now. And then he ate the Lariat anyways. Hangman selling his arm didn't get the full Lariat. Isaiah Cassidy kicks out at two. Some some improvising from Hangman Adam Page as he hits a Death Valley driver. Isaiah crawls to the corner. Hangman struggles to his feet and clotheslines him. Missing a sliding Lariat in the center of the ring, Hangman hits a Brain Buster. Isaiah kicks out again at two. Isaiah blocks a clothesline step up in 
Nagiri. Isaiah applies a right arm lock on Hangman. Excalibur explains, this isn't a hold Isaiah is very familiar with. He isn't locking in his legs properly. Hangman gets a rope break. Should Hangman weather this, what condition will his arm be in for the match with Hardy at the pay-per-view? Isaiah continues to do damage to Hangman's arm. Isaiah off the top rope looking for a destroyer. Hangman catches him mid-air. They struggle, but Hangman hits the dead eye. One, two, three. Silver and Reynolds cheer. Hangman Adam Page is victorious. Matt Hardy on the mic. I wanted to give you the world. You betrayed me. I'm going to hurt every member of the Dark Order. Hardy tosses number five, Alan Angles. Angles? Angels? Off the ramp and through a table. Coincidentally, Anna Jay is also seriously injured. And I think uh, if you really want to get some heel heat on Matt Hardy, make it Matt Hardy's fault. Let's do it. Alex Marvez in storyline, of course. No, don't actually make it his fault. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Alex Marvez in a metal working shop Kenny Omega is hammering wildly on some sheet metal Don Callis appears and scolds Marvez for interrupting them Kenny is supposedly building the ring for the death, uh, the barbed wire deathmatch Tony Schiavone provides an update on the World's Women Championship Eliminator Tournament This Sunday night, right now as I record this Shida, Segura, and Katakura versus Sakura, Veni, and Maki Ito uh, Yuka Sakazaki and uh, Ryo Mizunami? I didn't. don't think I wrote this correctly here. In the finals for the Japan bracket as well. So they're having a fun match and then also the finals match for Japan. Uh, and then Thunder Rosa and Riho will also take place. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking Yuka Sakazaki is moving on to the finals here. I think that's what we're looking at. Maybe it doesn't go all the way. Maybe it's the US bracket that... So maybe a Thunder Rosa. I don't... It could be a lot of different people here. I know who I w wish it is. Um... But I digress. Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker, number three and two ranked contenders in AW for the Women's Championship, respectively. The announcers mentioned the Anna Jay injury and her substitution in the tournament. They mix, I believe Tay Conti replaced her. Uh, they mix uh, the names up multiple times, or, or didn't. I didn't look into it. <laughs> uh, they mix the names up multiple times here, which also makes it very confusing as to who's injured and who's replaced who. Uh, Power vs. Speed is uh, in this matchup, says JR. First ever singles meeting of Baker and Rose, apparently. Uh, even though uh, Nyla Rose was the semi-shoot storyline reason for Baker's injury, if I recall, for when she broke her leg and she was in the, in the golf cart. Uh, Rose continuously plants Baker in the center of the ring. Baker rolls out and throws a fit. She tosses some garbage cans around and makes her way back to the ring. Baker with some fire, but a Samoan drop later. Rose is back in charge. I'm going to break her legs again, screams uh, Nyla Rose as she charges at Baker. Rebel pulls Baker to safety. The onslaught continues. We had to picture in picture. Rebel at ringside whips Nyla Rose with a handkerchief like you would do with like a wet towel. Uh, you roll it up and... Just... Uh, Britt Baker... Focusing on Nyla's shoulder when and where she can. She must have quaffed an HP potion off screen because the beating she took seems to no longer phase her. Baker removes the turnbuckle pad and hot dogs a moment before picture in picture becomes a blackout commercial break. Baker down. Nyla to Brett's rope. Rebel distracts Nyla who uh, takes a moment to slam Rebel on the apron. Hanging neckbreaker to Baker, who kicks out at two. Her arm is damaged. She couldn't get the full pin, says Excalibur. Rebel uh, passes Baker the glove for the lockjaw. She taunts with the glove on and is quickly dropped. Rebel gets involved again. Nyla cannonballs her in the corner. Baker with a Russian leg sweep and attempts the lockjaw. Nyla powers out of this and drops Baker. Nyla hands the turnbuckle pad to the ref as Baker recovers. Crucifix bomb from Britt Baker. They roll into the lockjaw. Nyla elbows herself free. Massive. Right hand. Nyla struggles to hit the Beast Bomb. Struggles again to hit it for the cover. Baker kicks out uh, at what was more like a five had Nyla been able to apply the pin faster. But some reversals and another Beast Bomb and Baker is pinned. Uh, I think this is the better choice, having Nyla Rose win here. Honestly, uh, Baker is a bit inconsistent for me um, still. 
Nyla Rose advances to the finals of the U.S. women's bracket with this win. She will face the winner of Thunder Rosa and Riho. So what's the plan here? Uh, Baker and Thunder Rosa can have their own blow-off match. Uh, Sans anything to do with the title. Is it then Riho versus Nyla Rose? In which case, it's it's two previous champions, right? Nyla Rose. Did Nyla Rose hold the belt? If not, maybe Nyla Rose gets the belt off of Karushita. And then you can shine someone up beating Nyla Rose. Maybe someone who's coming back. I don't know. I'm actually very curious of, of what the, the intended booking is here. Uh, you would like to think that they were they were taking a Japanese wrestler all the way, be it Riho or uh, Yuka Sakazaki, or, to, to fight. Ah, that's hard to say. Riho versus Hikaru Shida could be cool. Uh, I think there's a lot of combinations here that could be cool. Next week on Dynamite with Tony Schiavone. Uh, which Tony Schiavone announces will be called The Crossroads. Uh, FTR and Tully Blanchard versus Jurassic Express. Video recap of how we got here. Putting over this storyline huge. All these guys are great. Should be a great match. Uh, they put over Tully Blanchard uh, huge for coming out of retirement to beat down the Jurassic Express. Jericho and MJF will have a press conference to deal with the wrestling media for what they did tonight. Paul White and Tony Schiavone. Dark Ele Elevation. The announced team premieres Monday soon. This will be earlier in the day. I think it's going to be like 6 o'clock or something. So it won't actually compete with sports should they happen. Uh, nor Raw, which starts later and just gets murdered by sports. Uh, Shaq and Cargill versus Cody and Red Velvet. Dark Order, Uno, Grayson, Reynolds, Silver, and Five versus Hardy, Private Party, and uh, TH2. Dark Order's 10 and Max Caster of the Acclaimed will fight for a spot in the Revolution ladder match. Uh, they plug the Revolution pay-per-view card once more as well, including a newly announced Casino Tag Team Battle Royale. Seven teams already announced. That will be a clusterfuck to be sure. Uh, it's everyone you're expecting, including two separate Dark Order teams. Miro and Sabian versus Cassidy and Taylor also added. Main event up next, Ray Phoenix versus Lance Archer. It's can't miss, says Tony Schiavone, who also said multiple times in this match, it's a match of the year contender. It was a pretty good match. Ray Phoenix holds his own out of the gate, but Archer uses his spacing and size to shut down the Luchador's offense. Phoenix flies to the outside so hard and fast, he hits Archer and skips the barricade with his own ass, like a, like a rock over some still water. Rick Knox attends to Archer. Jake the Snake pulls Ray's leg out from under him uh, while he's on the top rope. Phoenix recovers and jumps over Jake the Snake to strike Archer. These men continue, like leapfrogs Jake the Snake. These men continue to fight on the outside and we head to picture in picture. Springboard frog splash from Ray as the action has transitioned back into the ring. Phoenix attempts to cover Archer wriggles his way out of the situation before a one count can even be counted. Phoenix continues to be aggressive and push the attack, but the Murderhawk monster has got too much size and strength. A direct attack isn't going to get it done. Back on the outside, Archer tosses Phoenix into several different barricades, flipping Senton against the steel barricade here. Uh, Archer, with a release throw in the ring, uh, gets Phoenix up for the blackout. Phoenix fights out. Uh, dodges a wild swing here, uh, gets to the top rope after winding Archer with a blow to the abdomen. Double foot stomp to the back of the head. Phoenix tries to lift Archer, who reverses his whatever he was trying to do, it was, uh, into a released German suplex. Archer moving a bit slowly, but not as damaged as Phoenix. Archer walks the top rope, flips onto Phoenix for a near fall. It's insane how good Ray Phoenix is. Uh, not only at dishing it out, but taking moves from people of all sides. He makes it so effortless that you can't even really appreciate it. Like, look at this top rope thing that Archer does here. And look, right before Archer flips, watch Ray Phoenix. Because you're not watching Ray Phoenix. That's not the that's not the magic trick. You're watching Archer, this fucking six-foot oblivion man, do this flip. You don't see that Ray Phoenix has to quickly get into position and catch this giant man. It's incredible. Uh, Ray Phoenix, your day will come, my, my friend. And I'll, I'll be here for it. Um... 
Phoenix desperately chops his way out of the corner. Archer whips him back into it and tackles him. Archer misses a high boot tangled in the ropes. Phoenix runs, alo runs along the top rope and boots him in the side of the head. Uh, desperation time, says JR. Archer kicks out of a pin attempt. Plenty of fight left in him. Phoenix misses a flip from the top rope. Rolls into a cutter for a near fall. Uh, Archer back on his feet, lifts Phoenix into a fisherman's buster, kick out by Phoenix. Archer up to Brett's rope, pulls Phoenix by his throat to the top rope. Phoenix with an avalanche uh, Spanish fly reversal here. Phoenix pushes the attack after the near fall. Archer messes with Ray's mask. Ray runs to the ropes, runs the ropes rather. Archer with a misdirection shoulder block. Both men are down. Buckle bomb to Phoenix, choke slam. Ray Phoenix kicks out at two. Lance Archer finally appears to lose his cool here. TV time is almost up. Archer plants Phoenix with a blackout and pins him one, two, three. Lance Archer will compete in the Revolution ladder match. Phoenix left looking at the lights once more. This poor guy. Archer picks up a limp Ray Phoenix from the mat and requests a fist bump as we head off the air. Uh, what can be said? Uh, <laughs> Ray Phoenix is absolutely incredible. Lance Archer is fucking awesome. And having a big guy in a ladder match to do a bunch of the catches. Even though I've seen Ray Phoenix catch a fucking man three times his size uh, in the ring. It, it is always good to have, have that big guy there in the ladder match. Uh, Ray Phoenix will not be included in that match, presumably, but Penta is. Uh, Ray Phoenix, taking a lot of L's on the year, takes a lot of high-profile losses in matches like this. And with AEW, with the booking, we know this will turn around. We know his day will come. The Lucha Brothers deserve to be the tag team champions at some point. Ray Phoenix as a TNT champion, bringing back the Open Challenge or something like that would be absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he's a great guy. I hope he keeps uh, keeps healthy, keeps injury-free, and I hope there are some big plans for Ray Phoenix later this year or very soon. Because, fuck yeah, that guy's awesome. Lance Archer's great, too. Uh, that, that ladder match is quickly becoming kind of the, the biggest variable of that pay-per-view. With the guys involved, with the, you know, everybody takes their turns doing spots with other people, that should be a fucking phenomenal match as well. And that's Dynamite for this week. At Iceberg Podcast is us on Twitter. Lee at TizHisper.com is my email address. Send your questions, topics, if it's cool. If it's something interesting, we'll read it on the show. Of course, Public Beta Podcast. Going strong, slowing down the conversation on Metal Gear Solid so we can really dig into things like Liquid Ocelot's arm uh, and stuff like that. So check that out as well. I've been your host, Lee, and that's been the Sultans of... Slayer and walk